Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. This episode is brought to you by footballprizes.co.uk. This week's football prize competition for Celtic fans is a fantastic signed Lobo Maravchik shirt. If you go in there you'll be able to enter and if you use our code TIMS10 you'll get 10% off. Uh, last time I looked there was only about between 10 and 15 tickets left and that draw ends on Wednesday the 3rd of May at half past 7 so you'll need to be quick if you want to be involved in that. Uh, but thanks to Football Prizes for their continued support of the podcast and keep an eye out on their site for more great Celtic prizes. Cheers. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Tuesday the 2nd of May. We've had a few days to recover from uh, another Hamden success for Celtic as they defeated their Glasgow rivals Rangers 1-0. It was their Portuguese superstar Jota who headed in in the first half to give us the only goal of the game which sees Celtic progress to another Scottish Cup final as they look to secure another trophy and with the league basically in the bag it gives Celtic a great chance to win a treble where they'll be up against lower league opposition in the form of Inverness to beat Falkirk in the other semi-final on Saturday but right into it Tony it was Again, no, no the greatest of spectacles eh, in these derby games. I think it was a tight affair, which a lot of people predicted. What did you make here? And how delighted are you for Celtic to have reached another Hamden final? Uh, the other two as well. Go and mess about for a bit. I've got, I've even taken notes for this one. For, I've, 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 I'll tell you, I've got my three notes written down and I'll get through them at some point. First note simply reads, Cantwell playing up to thick cunt. Second one reads, Huns knows we're overtaking their trophy count. And then the third one reads, Nazi cunts. But we'll get to it on in due course. So, 
delighted to win that game. A huge game, massive pressure, a chance to to win the treble. We obviously faltered at this um, point in the season last year when we, we played them. They beat us 2-1 in extra time. Ironically, it was Sakala to get the winner. He played his part <laughs> big time again, but uh, not for Rangers. Uh, I didn't think it was a great game once again. Thought they were, I thought it was really similar to the League Cup final, whereby they time-wasted in the first half. Um, I thought we were OK. I thought Starfield, again, was really good, same as the Cup final. Though Vickers was great, obviously his season's now over, and I think we can thank him, and he's probably got a really good shout of being our player of the year. I think he's the best defender in Scotland by, by quite a distance. <coughs> um thought Jota again, he's such a big game player, he's he's done it time and time again now, he's done it in Europe and now he's done it against them for I think maybe the fourth fourth goal against them this season. Um that may be incorrect, but I don't really care. He scored into them. Um the goal's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And if Celtic had conceded that goal to give Rangers a treble, I think I would have combusted. Um firstly it's a shambolic bit of referee in Notagy Matarelli, the foul, and he's not playing an advantage. You watch that back. Don Robertson starts moving back up the pitch. Um, i seen somebody on Twitter, I don't know who it is, apologise, don't know if they listen, and they say it was uh, it was Don Robertson's Bobby Tate moment, where he's basically cheated a bit to help them, and it's bitten right in the arse. Made as the only one alert. I think the guy, Raskin Iesta, is just on and watching it. Borna Bear, he's just stunning about, made a pounce he's on it. It's a great ball in. Jota's movement's fantastic. And the Hall of Famer, Captain Tav, Super Tav, 100 goals Tav, has fell asleep. And I think that's been the story of that guy Tav in his kind of Rangers career for, for seven years. I think apart from McGregor and Forrest, he's probably been around for more Celtic trophies than fucking any cunt. So... Just comical stuff for them and just delightful for us to, to get that goal. The halftime show is brilliant. And second half, I didn't think we were great. They obviously came into it a bit. Um, they had the post and that guy Sakala, I mean, he was trying to play up to, to their fans calling us the other mob. And that's all right. See if you, you've won treble after treble or you've dominated for so long. I stick the boot in and gloat a bit. That guy's done absolutely nothing, really, I know. And to then um, miss two sitters in two huge games, it's just hilarious. It's just, it just sums him up at kind of recent times. Um, Todd Cantwell, who I actually thought he had a decent game, but he, I think he's realised they're fucking daft. These guys support them, they'll buy an end. I'll fucking tee them up and I'll get away with it when we get beat, or I'll prevent somebody having a a drink of juice and seen people on Twitter going, oh, he gets it. And he obviously realised they're fucking mental cases and gone, I can get away with the criticism for them. So I, I found it quite funny. I mean, it, the fact that Morelos then gave a a drink, I thought was, he's obviously earning the same page, but just just madness. Um, but oh, again, when Okamon, I thought Adam Moy was tremendous, by the way, and on, I thought he was back to his best, thought he was great, really, really good. A really calm and presence. Thought Awat was fine. Thought Haxabanovich was fine. And I thought, again, we seen the game out reasonably comfortable. Apart from the Sakala one, 
I don't remember them having any other chances. Arfield did a shot inside the box. I thought Hart saved it quite easily. Um, and then I think Sakala had one out for a shy. And another one, I think the ball might still be in orbit. So um, they done with the day. They just put loads of balls into the box and we defended very resolute. I thought Joe Hart was good. I thought when the balls came into the box, he was coming out and punching. Whereas I thought their keeper was dreadful every time the ball went to Alan McGregor, either went out for a shy or just went right up in the air for a second ball to be won. He's he's pretty hopeless now. <coughs> um, but no, I, I was delighted to to win, and I think we will win the treble. I know that's hardly that's hardly a big shock to say that, but um, it's credit to the manager and his staff and and the, and the players of. They just they never stop. <laughs> um, but it was mother note. Um, oh, I was actually I was right next to them and we're full time and I was just looking at some of their faces and I'm going, Jesus, you you sat and watched the the nine that era when he's were spending money he's didn't have and fucking putting big posters up of it comparing titles and you could just see in their face that they know that. It's going to be more, 114 trophies. It's going to be more, as the as the banner says. And I just thought, oh, get it right fucking round, jeez. I was, I was just looking going, you horrible bastards. The stuff you sing about and celebrate, I thought, oh, fucking hell, fucking kick it into you. So it was just great to watch. Um, watch them kind of just headstone slither at the stadium as we partied and... It's just it's delightful, um, and I think obviously the whole the world's most successful club that banners do they get yeah, the banners stuck up in the stadium and they're gonna need to come down, which is just it's wonderful. Could it happen to a mere horrible fucking club? To be totally honest, um, I mean fucking who goes to the football with a fucking flag with a Nazi symbol on it? I mean what is wrong with these folk? Now I'd like to think. If you were walking up a Celtic end and you seen somebody with a fucking Nazi flag, then somebody would give them a dunt in the face. But no, that obviously doesn't happen at, at their end. Um, so it's just great. You know, you're beating the fucking... You're beating the bad guys. That's me being nice about them. Um, but no, just fucking great. Uh, Michael Beale come up here and he's done nothing but fucking talk utter shite. Uh, and actually, like, he has made them harder to beat. By the way, I, I do think he has closed the gap. I know I think he's closer to his than Broncos was, but he's not done anything significant or anything. <laughs> if he was still, they're still going to win nothing, but he's talked some shit. I was glad to see Ange finally address his lucky comments and kind of show them up for the absolute nonsense they were. So, um, aye, the next five games in the league, party time for us. Enjoy it. It'll come in and go really quickly, but We've done so well to be in a position where our players have been just fantastic, our managers have been fantastic, the fans were fucking class again. Um, and I think it's just enjoy the next month in the lead up to the Scottish Cup final and hopefully we can go and put on a major show. Um, and I just, as you can tell, I'm, I'm buzzing. I don't know how, how long I've been fucking babbling on for, probably, probably long enough. So, um, Aye, great. <laughs> Aye, Danny, I'll bring you in. What was your thoughts on it? As Tony says, it was a sort of, yet again, probably pretty similar to the last couple of games where there wasn't much in it, but 
Uh, what was your thoughts on it? Well, there's nothing really to say now, is there? Don't you say that all? And he's got it all 100% right. Be uh, delighted if we can go on and win the treble, but I must admit, Inverness has been one team I don't like to be playing in the Scottish Cup. I fucking hate Inverness in the Scottish Cup. It's been bad to his ears, but um, Sunday was good, was was another good afternoon. It was another good day out, shall we say. Um, I thought we started the game quite slowly, but um, it's odd because me and you have had this conversation before, Dan, on and after the pod, but we've spoken about how the first 10 minutes usually kind of set the tone for these games and whisper it but I thought they played they were quite good in the first 10 minutes and I was kind of worried that it was going to be um, that was the way it was going to go but I thought the longer the first half went on the better we got and the more our players switched on I, I don't think Hitati was match fit um, or even close to it um, I thought it was a big gamble be honest to bring him in and don't want to say it didn't work because we, we won and we went through but I thought he was, he was kind of playing out the game um, I thought he was kind of playing out the game a bit and then um, a bit longer the first off when we get better and we kind of started to get McGregor on the ball and O'Reilly on the ball with space and the goal was coming when it came um, there's no doubt about that the goal was definitely coming when it came and as Tony said it was hilarious and it, it all starts for really us getting a free kick and Kent turning his back on the ball, and it was it was kind of like Jota's goal in the four nothing game where he play a quick free kick to O'Reilly and O'Reilly runs on, but none of them react and then Raskin just fouls O'Reilly like blatantly, and yet everybody stops. Tony's right, Robertson's walking away because he just expects somebody to clear it up there in the park, and then bizarrely. Nobody moves apart from Maeda, where have we seen that before? He's you know, he's a work horse. And the cross is brilliant, the cross is world class. He's dug a cross out, stretching that away, running away for himself. And you know, if they still they've still not woken up because Tavernier's just walked, I don't know what he's done. Um and Jota actually was very drunk when the goal went in. So I thought the ball was actually old Jota's head, but it was a nice surprise when it thundered by the keeper. And I think you've seen the celebrations. I think Jota fairly enjoyed his, his goal. Um, but I just thought it was the first half, and I thought the second half was going to carry on. Like I thought we'd go on and win by two or three by that point. Um, but to be fair, we kind of sat half them in the second half a lot. I was kind of surprised, as if we just picked a spot in the 18-yard line and says they'll no cross this and Cara Vickers staff were, were outstanding I um, thought Cara Vickers was fucking colossus and uh, he's done that way with a, with a serious injury as well um, Joe Hart had a great game thought Johnson until he went half played really well Taylor had a good game as well and it's, it's all the pressure they had and I say that in inverted commas they had a lot of territory but I never thought like at the time we were saying in the pub, like you're just waiting and them scoring because the way that we were sitting after them, but it didn't really create it. I mean, I know they had the post and then Sakala should have scored again and he missed an all open goal, but it wasn't like the 2019 Betfred final where it was just fucking wave after wave, shot on target after shot on target. 
they didn't cut us open or you know their best chance came for a shot few outside the box which you know fell back to one of their players they, it wasn't the heart never really had a good save for Arfield but McGregor had a good save for Kyogo in the second off as well so it wasn't as if we were getting bombarded it was just we seemed to have settled on the goal and just kind of seen it out I agree with Tony I thought Moy was really good when he came on Cammed us down a wee bit of a water. First thing he did was put the ball to Falk like he did in the League Cup final. But he actually did settle in and he showed us up a wee bit. Um, but Moy was, was good. It was good to see Moy like that again because he, he, he looked so far off the pace in the 3 2 game. Um, so it was good to see Moy uh, back, to, back to that kind of classy way um, that he knows. Uh, Haksipanovic. I actually felt quite sorry for him because he had a great run and he just played a really bad pass when he actually should have just went for goal. Um, but he did well carrying the ball and you need, we needed that because Jota I thought was very good. Uh, Maeda was good but we needed somebody to start carrying the ball at the park and Kaxi Vanish was good at that. Um, I thought Kyogo was quiet but he's, he's always a danger um, and Ben Davis must be absolutely terrified because that's the second cheap shot he's had on in as many games. But, you know, we're playing, we're going to be playing for a treble now. Um, it's got to be five out of six. And look what we were two years ago the day. I mean, two years ago the day, we just finished a pod where the four years just basically shouted that we're in laptops for about an hour. Going on about some guy called Eddie House <laughs> in New Lenin. Um And look what we are now, we're going to hopefully make it five out of six trophies and in the space of about eight or nine weeks we've completely ended Rangers season and it doesn't get much better than this does it I mean it's just great it's it's great and do you know what we deserved Sunday Sunday we deserved to beat them because last year we fucked up and lost that semi-final we should really be going for a double treble Um, but Ah, I thought Sunday was really good and just on the way things are going, Cantwell spent the whole game with his arse out to the Rangers fans. Couldn't he believe I mean the guy done a no look pass like in his own half when he had about a hundred yards of space after twenty minutes. It was as if he couldn't quite as if he didn't realise where he was. It just you know, it was as if he was steaming and he was it, it, Look, made a complete and utter arse himself. Um, kept leaving the fit in, trying to have cheap shots at Celtic players. Picked a bag up, denied to tattoo. I mean, that, that, that didn't bother me the way that some folk were going on about how nasty it was. No, I just thought it was fucking utterly pathetic and embarrassing and completely pointless. But after the game, it's all about how we need to build the team around him. He gets it. <laughs> Is that really what matters to them? Do you know what I mean? Like, is that what they care about? Is people getting it? Is getting it that like, you're never going to be good enough to beat Celtic? And the praise for Bill after the game as well just completely shocked me. The way folk were talking about how he tactics tactically nullified Celtic. It's just mistakes that are undoing them. But so does that mean that they just want to play for mistakes against us? So if we don't make any mistakes, they'll no beat us. Is that all we need to do to avoid defeat against them? It's it's bizarre and 
they seem to be consoling themselves that they've not been done for or for nothing. And I, I just think that's utterly pathetic. And they can't quite bring themselves to say we're any good. You know, we're there for the taking and it's their mistakes and blah, blah, blah. But if that's their mentality, then then good. Because we'll just keep winning. We'll just keep winning trophies and we'll keep winning leagues and our players will keep continuing to hurt them. And I just roll on the rest of the season. Now we've got, you know, got a big game on Sunday to win the league. And then it's just a, I mean, it's essentially a five week party, you know, until the, until the cup final in a month. And it's, what a time, what a time to be a Celtic fan. Yep, definitely. It's a brilliant time. And as you say, from, where we were two years ago today, it just, just seems a, a complete other world away. But Andy, what did you make it? Obviously, unfortunately for me, I had the first-hand experience of getting to know your thoughts at the game when we we were standing next to each other while we were a few beverages done. But uh, since then, have you had a chance to watch it back? And what's your, what's your thoughts on the game in general? I had to watch it back again, um, otherwise there was absolutely no point in me coming on here because I couldn't fucking remember any of it. But I, I mean, if they don't want to cover all ground that the boys have already said, it, it was. I found it weird as well watching their their fall and their reaction for it, as Danny was saying. Like it's it's just so funny that they just console themselves. We all, we never took a doing, so we're not really that bad or or a shite. And you know, I said before the game that I. It was, I feel as if we've just we've done that one too many times. Don't get me wrong, it's sweet to beat them like that, but it's it's quite tight and they think they're going to get a bit of joy and um, that just gets snatched away from them. But I we've just got a right knack. I don't know how get out and no really having to play that well to beat them. And we just keep doing it and it, it, it really has it, fucking mentally broken them. I think I think we know that. We've seen that before, how fucking mentally fragile they are that Every single thing their manager talks about is us. Um, I don't actually think I've seen him mention Rangers in a press conference once, but I thought we were we weren't great, but we didn't have to be. Um, they were poor, and I think the goal sort of I've seen quite a few videos and all the rest that go about on Twitter where people have dubbed out obviously Angie's we never stop or the tap it, and I think it just sort of personifies everything about well what he wanted to do, what he wanted to build and what we're trying to do. Like, they all stop. Generally, like, fucking their entire team stops and we just keep going and, and you see the joy you get out of it. And then, wasn't he back post Barris this time? It was back post Tav. Um, it's just nowhere when Jota comes in. A great, great cross, great header. But, I mean, aside from that, I don't think there was many guilty chances in the game. The only one I've seen is I've seen Sakala's miss again. Um, and I, I, I didn't notice how bad it was at the game, but fucking hell, that's that's up there with all the ones where they lost used to chuckle week in, week out against us. Um, that's one of the worst ones I've seen. There's a still image, and I, I genuinely have got no idea if he's not hit a target, at least. But I, I thought that it was, it was just a shite myself at the game, as, as you well know, Dan, and you date these things, especially with a 1-0 and any time they've got the ball, but it was unfortunate we obviously lose Johnson through an injury. Thought Ralston came on done all right. Um, we know he's, he's obviously a limited player on the ball, but he tried his heart out and um, he's seen us through. And then obviously we make the three subs. 
10 minutes or whatever later and I, I've got to agree I thought Moy came on and done well sort of settled the game down in the water you know what you're getting with him already just to calm things down and sort of keep us ticking over and, and I thought they'd done that um, but I it's a bit non-eventful really in the whole second half I, I, there wasn't really any as I say massive guilty chances but as time went on you just felt as if they weren't going to score the, the, the longer it went on. I just got that impression that they weren't cutting us open. They weren't, sorry, you weren't batting and doing the hatches and saying, right, we'll see this out. Um, and screaming to get the ball in the corner with 10 minutes to go or anything like that. We were, you just, the longer it went, as I said, I probably said to you at the game, I just felt more and more confident that they were really rotten across the front, to be honest. I mean, I think it said everything when they took Ken half at half time. Um, he was being their poster boy for long enough. And he's getting ripped off at half time in a semi final for fucking fashion cigar. So that says everything you need to know about the state that they're in. But it's it's funny watching and listening to it now because they've they've, they've convinced themselves once again that we aren't that good. But I don't know how, considering what a touch with obviously we've got one cup in the bag we're about to see at the league and um, we've got a cup final to go against and I agree with, funny, I agree with you as well Danny the fucking one team I wouldn't want to have because I feel as if they bastards are haunted against us at times but I like, they'll convince themselves that a treble win inside aren't that good but that, that that's on them because no doubt you'll go into the season again they'll probably still have McGregor in goals they'll still have Michael Beale in the dugout making up every fucking excuse every, every second word that he's with Selig but um, they'll continue to be losers that they always have been and to be honest it's fucking glorious to watch so long may it continue I definitely I think like you have all covered quite a lot but I just generally I'm along the same lines obviously I was way at the game at Hamden and Sunday and then it was as Danny said I actually think that we didn't start too well it was they had a shot that I think was deflected wide for a corner and it was a bit scrappy but I thought the metal first half went we sort of grew into it and I know like, none of you have mentioned it so far but I thought Don Robertson was an absolute disgrace like, and just not even with a goal but in general after two minutes he lets Lundstrom go completely and he gave a foul but to not even produce a card for that when he falls through and could have caused a real injury like I thought it was a potential red never mind a yellow and like I sort of set the tone for the game. Like even seen Tillman uh, who who he got injured trying to do something, and then as was mentioned, Cantwell just constantly leaving about in. Like I think he's just a talentless as they come. Like, I think the sort of real, like, the ones in their support that have sort of put two and two together and realised that guys like Lundstrom and Sakala, who last season they were loading up, and even this season when they were loading up Sakala for laughing when he was diving for penalties and calling his the other mob and uh, praising Lundstrom when he was walking out staring at people at Selic Park uh, getting on the bus after another defeat it was like they're, they're sort of realising that these guys are just terrible football players and I think that uh, Cantwell's going to be the next one I think all he does is seem to G up the fans and like as Danny said he's got that stupid no look pass and he, he seems to be fond of that wee thing where he, when he's near the uh, byline he'll do a wee back heel to win a throw in and Apart from that, I've not seen anything for him to suggest that 
they've got anything to sort of combat what, what we're doing at the moment and if they want to build a team around them then for once I'm in agreement with them uh, I'd be quite happy if they build a team around somebody like Todd Cantwell because I, I think he's as bad as they come uh, I thought in general Celtic were pretty good like we were really, I thought we were really resilient in terms of like we didn't play to our utmost best and they probably had made it a bond made it a pressure but we just from from the forward line back the way we just defended so well like all the way through Kyogo to Maeda eh, Jota and, and all the way back to guys like Carter Vickers and Starfield I thought we just really snuffed them out and it was sort of pot, pot shots they were having from outside the box and eh, like I thought some somebody I've been really critically eh, for probably the last three four months has been Matt O'Reilly but I thought Matt O'Reilly was the best midfielder in the park on Sunday I thought that uh, Cal McGregor gave the ball away quite a few times, uh, which was really unlike him. And a couple of times it was in a sort of dangerous area. Uh, and I thought Hattati just didn't look match fit. He was just nowhere near what you know you can get from him. Uh, so I thought O'Reilly really stood up on Sunday and uh, justified his selection. And Jota as well. I don't know if he went straight from the brazen heat to Hamden, but he just he's just born for these games. He's another one who they just they're absolutely petrified eh, when uh, they see him on the park and. The goal itself, like, I know Jota doesn't score many headers, but I, as I was saying, the fact that it wasn't given as a foul like in the first place was just, it was scandalous. And I know Matt O'Reilly was out today saying that Robertson even says to him that he it probably was a foul, and then tried to justify it by saying IB scored after it. But it's, as we say, there's no indication that an advantage was played and he's gone the other way, so it's just a complete cop-out for him. And... It, it, it probably wasn't even the worst decision in the half because Borna Barisic, who uh, got booked in the first half, like he, there was two occasions uh, separately in that first half when there was one that was a deliberate handball, which for some reason they didn't get booked for, despite being penalised for it, and it was like, the most deliberate thing you've ever seen. And then just on the stroke of half time, he'd completely dive to try to win a penalty as well. And the fact that none of these were punished, like they should have been doing it 10 men, and the cost of that to Celtic has been that early in the second half he goes in and he does, eh, not as bad as the Dillman one, but it took him and Alistair Johnson going flying to each other and Alistair Johnson ends up on crutches and that 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 shouldn't happen if the player's been sent off, which in my opinion he should have been. Eh, second half I thought we sort of lost a bit of our sort of shape when eh, Johnston came off because I thought Johnston was up, up there way really in terms of the best Celtic player on the pitch and Ralston I know he's not played a lot since uh, this season in general but definitely since the World Cup he's barely featured like I thought he like he, he was alright he contributed in bits but they seemed to target him down the left and uh, to be fair Ralston he did put Cantwell on his arse so he, he, that was something he brought to the game but uh, as, as you have said there's never really any panic with it's, uh, this, this team man's like when Ange first came in, you were sort of told, oh, it's got to be kamikaze football and you're going to be eh, winning 4-3 and 5-4 every week. Whereas, like, that's another game where you weren't worried about like the constant eh, sort of goal threat for them. And I think performances like that sort of, I don't think Rangers are much in opposition at the moment, but that's the type of performance we're going to need in like Europe next year if we want to progress, where we can go and withstand eh, bits of pressure for longer periods of time than we do in, in the league. And uh, I, I just, I think Beal's all over the place. I think he's, uh, we've been sort of speaking it in the group chat, but I think that 
if we go Ibrooks in uh, two weeks' time and get him a right down, I think there'll be people really starting to question him. It's he came in and we were told oh, he he was the brains behind Gerard. They were the ones that toppled uh, Celtic and when we were gone for ten and. Uh, then, then he was out saying there's nothing between the squads and then you were told oh, there's no gap between the points since he came in and now they, obviously he was talking about beating Celtic being lucky as well and now after this game he's talking about them needing the biggest rebuild they've had in years so I, I think that he's a two, two Bob Cockney and the fact that he's the way he even got the job sort of sums him up I think because he was floating about Rangers pubs and sitting in the director's box while they had a manager in place and I think he was probably on the brink of the sack at QPR and that's why he came up here and done that and they, they sort of forced him to sack a manager who'd got them to a European final about six months before it but I, I think he'll soon be found out as well and uh, look, the biggest compliment I can sort of pay this Ange team is it's sort of similar to why I felt when Rod, Brendan Rodgers was here and I know he was at Hamden on Sunday much to uh, some people's delight and some people's horror but I feel the same way about this Celtic team where I think that as long as Angie's there I can't see us not taking a trophy and I know we might have an off day like we obviously had one last season against them but with how far any Angie's project will now I just think that there's there's no real way that we should be really drop metting because I think we're just a, a mile above anything that's sort of coming towards us at the moment and it's like we get the league wrapped up on Sunday hopefully and then uh, We've got time to prepare for the Scottish Cup final and to see us lifting our league trophy. But uh, Andy, I'll bring you back in. The only, as I said there, the only coronation we are interested in this weekend is the coronation of Celtic as the Premiership champions again. Uh, what are you expecting from this game at Tynecastle? It's obviously it's sort of been in the bag for a few weeks now but it's the time that this Celtic team can officially crown themselves champions again Ah yeah, obviously you know, you know what they're going to be like, Tyne Castle has been a hard place for us to go in the past you know they're going to be out to try and spoil that um, obviously they bagged their manager and picked it up, I think it was at 6-1 they beat Ross County so they're obviously scoring goals and I think they will make it difficult but I, I don't know I've just got this feeling that we're, we're going to be fucking rampant for now until the end of the season Um and I mean, we've been rampant all season, but what I mean in terms of, I think we're just going to start blowing teams away. Once again, I don't know of any rhyme or reason as to why. And I mean, if you'd watched us against Mother, you'd think I was half one up with that. But um, I've just got something in mind. I think there'll be a bit of irritation as well. Um, obviously, Johnston's going to be out, Carter Vickers, so you're going to see Ralston come back in, you're going to see Kobe Ashes, so you would assume he's going to get through now until the end of the season. Um, I've just got this feeling that, that we're just going to be completely and totally rampant and I think that starts at Tynecastle. I think we're going to go take a few goals off them um, and just sort of see the remainder of this season out. And I think there'll be players there who are sort of wanting to take that opportunity. I mean, Kobe Ash will be looking at it saying, well, if I go in and sort of lay my marker, then that's me maybe settling into the team for... For the future, um, so that when Carter Vickers comes back, he he's he might obviously want to be looking to try and be his partner there. So, I I think we're going to be totally totally rampant and dominant. And I think that starts at Tynecastle. I think we'll go out and we'll take a few goals after them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them score as well. Just 
Um, I fancy it to be an open game, but I, I, I don't think they're going to be sort of stamping on a parade um, at all. And, and my, we'll get the coronation that we're all after. I certainly hope so. Uh, Tony, I'll bring you in. What are you expecting from Sunday? It's, I know we've won the league a few times at Hearts. Obviously, uh, remember in Rogers' uh, season, we done it and when Scott Sinclair scored a hat-trick that day to steal it at Tynecastle. Uh, what are you expecting from this game? Obviously, Andy's already mentioned guys like Kobe Ashi and Ralston probably brought back in. Would you be making uh, many more changes from Sunday? Um, well, I, th- I think that makes sense. For I thought Kobe Ashi came on in the Scottish Cup uh, quarterfinal against them, and he was great. So I'm quite happy for him to come in. And then um, Ralston coming in as well. Um, he might make more changes. I, I, th- I think we're going to win quite handsomely. But there is a part of me at the back of my head gone. I'd love to win at Ibrox because I think they would be on the pitch. But again, <laughs> I don't know uh, if players would be safe because they're absolutely mental. So, um, no, I th- I th- you know what? I think he'll do exactly what Rodgers done. I think we'll win 5 now on Sunday. I think we'll blow them away and uh, we'll be champions again. And Danny, what are you thinking about it? I know they've sort of says if there might be a few changes. I I don't know about you, but I think Andrew probably be as close to full strength as we can on Sunday, just until the league's officially in the bag. I I mean obviously you're looking at Kobe Ashi coming in for Carter Vickers, but apart from that, I'd imagine it'll be close to full strength. Maybe bring Moy in for Hattie if he's not quite there. Um but I, I think it'll go full strength. You'll want to win the league in style. It's the way it's the way he operates. And then once we win the league, you'll you'll want to win every other game. Three, four, five, not no, no. You might see in the last like game of the season, you might rest maybe a couple of boys for the cup final. But I, I, I highly doubt it. We aren't. I mean, he's just relentless, isn't he? And just to don't want to stay on too long, talking rubbish. But just with Andy said about the the people playing uh, dubbing our and saying like we never stop for the Celtic goal and it's happened a few times <laughs> it's just so poetic that we've scored a goal that you can do that against them, that you can do that with the, the footage and the sound because how they laughed at us and it was all this you know, oh look, Celtic are not going to stop, ha ha ha. And then no, look at them. They they really they wish we'd stop and the same guys that you know had plastic oglu been out by Christmas and we're praying that somebody comes and takes them away for Celtic. It's just as poetic justice and um I mean all the goals were scored against them this season. Every goal was scored against them is great, but I genuinely think the last three or four well, games that we've played against them. Every goal's been kind of adjusted as has been a kind of indication and a justification of Postecoglou's FIFA principles, and it's it's absolutely brilliant. And long may it continue, but I for Sunday I think you'll go full strength, and I'm a wee bit like Tony. I do think they'll score a few goals. It was a really good performance in the same uh, the cup quarter final at Tynecastle, and I think you'll probably. Uh, we'll be probably looking at hopefully something similar to that again because Celtic like were awesome that day and we were really good in the 4-3 game at Tynecastle as well, we just get caught up in a bit of a mad game 
Um, thankfully, got away with three points in the end. But I can see, um, I can see Saturday. Sorry, Sunday. I can see that being a really, really good performance. And Hearts suddenly, I know they won six nothing last week against Ross County, but they've been kind on about a slippery slide, and they've obviously changed their manager and stuff. So hopefully, we can just continue to pile on the agony for them and get really grabbed up as soon as possible and then you can just start looking forward to the Scottish Cup final and um, one last trip to Ibrox. Aye, definitely. I think it's it's going to be a place, I think, I think you're right, I think Ange is going to want to seal the title in style. I think there isn't really that sort of setting gear with Ange. Like it's, just, it's just fully focused on performing in the most attacking like stylish way that he can and I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there was a few changes just in terms of like guys like Moy and uh, obviously Hattati. I think I know some people, including myself, thought he was off the boil. Uh, but I, I think now's a sort of perfect time to game games and get him match fit for the uh, cup final because I think uh, I didn't mention it when I was speaking about the game, but I think that's maybe just what Aaron Moy was missing in the three two game because I thought it on Sunday uh, when he came off the bench I thought he was absolutely magnificent and really important to help us see out the game so I think if you can even get guys like Moy uh, and Hitati in the team and obviously Jota's just back from a few weeks out as well it just gives you a chance to get these guys really up to scratch and make sure they're fully fighting fit for uh, the cup final at the start of June and I think once we do get the league one and we get the Ibrox game out of the way. I wouldn't be surprised if we then seen a wee bit more rotation with guys like Rocco Vata and uh, Ben Summers and maybe a few other guys from the B team getting a bit of a call up and some game time. But until then, I think it's completely possible that uh, we we just keep going full strength. Like the squad's that strong that it's hard to tell when we're no full strength. And I think, I think you're right. I think Ross County are just a poor team and Hearts doing them. Like their, their budget's much bigger and they've got a much better squad so I think you're sort of expecting uh, them to give Ross County a down when they play them at Tyne Castle so I think that I wouldn't need too much out of that and the fact that Stephen Naismith's now the interim manager just makes me want to go there and uh, rub it in a bit more and put on a performance I know I know what Tony's saying I think the dream scenario like we would have had the Ibrox game first and we could have uh, won it there but I think even if we only drop points, there's every chance that Barry Robson's Aberdeen will go and take something at Ibrooks and we'll be champions anyway. But we you can't worry about that because they're obviously four to five minutes behind us on Sunday. So uh, I think we just go and do our job and see how deflated they are at half time when they hear that we've won five or six now, hopefully. But uh, I've heard Andy and Tony's predictions. Uh, Danny, did you give an actual prediction? What's your score prediction? Um, I never gave an actual prediction. I'll just say 4 1, and I think Kyogo will get a hat trick, and O will get a fourth. I think, I think it'll be similar. I'll go for 4 0. I think that uh, Kyogo had, had one saved on Sunday, but apart from that, it was quite quiet. I think he'll respond by hitting a double. He obviously got on the score sheet there in the uh, Scottish Cup, so I think he'll want to do the same again. and think that Jota and O will get the other goals and we'll be crowned champions and we'll be on here next week celebrating Celtic as the two in a row league champions and looking forward to the rest of the post-split fixtures as we go forward but if you've made it this far thank you very much for listening keep an eye on pod tims for all the stuff 
uh, coming from the podcast and we will speak to you next week cheers <laughs>the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with quince go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.